For more evangelism resources or to help support the ministries of Agents for Christ, go to agentsforchrist.org. That's agentsforchrist.org. Well-rounded Bible teaching around the clock. On the way, 101.1. Current events. Personal values. Political and social issues. Technology. Wars and tensions. Join us for the next hour to discuss and learn how the things happening in our world today point to God's prophetic word as signs of the times. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome in to Signs of the Times. It's our weekly look at Bible prophecy in the world's news for Friday, December 4th, 2020. As we like to say every week, but uh, the month of December kind of has us, and November has kind of had us coming and going with the holidays, so we do apologize for that, and we're going to be out for another couple of weeks here at the end of the month as Christmas Day and New Year's Day fall on Friday. Yep. So we will be off as well, uh, per Pastor Mark. And uh, so we are excited to spend time with our families. No doubt that you are too. Prophecy will keep rolling and we'll keep speaking uh, when we can get on the air next time. But for this week and next week, I believe the next two weeks, December 4th, and let me see here, uh, December 11th and December 18th. So we've got two more shows after this one to finish out actually 2020. So we'll just uh, kind of put a bug in Pastor Mark's ear to maybe think about the 18th as a year in review, maybe? Yeah, that would be great. I think that's a yeah. great thing to do. As yeah. we're kind of uh, uh, thinking on our feet, yeah. so to speak. But anyway, folks, thanks for listening. This is episode 150. For those of you that are podcasting on Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or Stitcher, thanks for subscribing so you can listen to Signs of the Times anytime. Okay, Pastor Mark, we have no listener questions this week that were submitted to us, uh, but you do have a couple of things that you do want to talk about in this first half hour before we get into the articles, Yeah, which in some of the articles, uh, prophecy right now, let's just say prophecy right now is an amalgamation of everything kind of coming together. It's almost hard sometimes to separate things because one prophecy plays off of or encourages or grows another prophecy Absolutely. in terms of its fulfillment or process of fulfillment. I, I don't know that we could say any of the prophecies that we talk about in the latter days have been fulfilled in terms of a completion. Right. Um, I think about like the apostasy of the church, which we'll talk about in one of our articles, uh, that the Bible indicates that there will be a completion to that, right. and in order for the uh, the Antichrist to be revealed, that completion has to take place, right. which means that the rapture will, I guess, put the exclamation point right. on the apostasy of the church, because the true church raptured out, right. the only ones that are left are the ones that, I guess you could say, are apostate, or That's have right. fallen Away. And then there'll be some getting saved after that. Yes. Again, there'll be a lot of those family members and friends we've shared the gospel with, yes. and they realize, wow, this is true. And there's going to be a multitude saved during that time. There's also going to be a lot of people dying for their faith. Yeah. But the church, as a recognized organization, yes. dead. dead. Exactly what you said. And, that, and that's what it talks about, the seven churches of Revelation. That last one represents that. The lukewarm, the dead church, the fake church, the religion showing up, just doing the, the motions, but not real. Yeah. That's exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, uh, your first half things that you want to talk about is obviously a COVID update uh, from John Hopkins University. Yeah. And then we will talk about uh, something that's in the news that you're getting comments on, and that's the Christmas star. So first, let's uh, 
do a COVID-19 update, yeah, and really, part of the pandemic. Yeah, and really, and really, just an update on what the spirit of Antichrist is doing. Yes. You know, this whole thing is so, um, again, I want our listeners to remember this. You've got to rise above the fleshly level and the political level. You've got to be thinking heavenly. You've got to be thinking uh, spiritual because this is a spiritual battle. It's the spirit of Antichrist we're watching through this whole COVID. We're not denying the reality of the virus. What we're saying is Satan is using this virus and the spirit of Antichrist is being forwarded by this virus, as we will see in our articles later on. Um, but again, I just wanted to, you know, with the John Hopkins, even before I get to that, I want to read a little bit of that. It's really astounding to kind of make sure our listeners are aware of what's really going on. Now, now let me just say this. Jesus said, you'll know them by their fruit. All right. So if, if the fruit is really there of this danger of, um, and who is them? Let's specify who's them. You will know them. Who are we talking about in context? He was just talking about people in general. When he gave that, he said, the thorns, you know, do, do you oh. get, yeah, remember, do you, okay. yeah, what do you, so what the tree's growing is what you're going to get. He you'll says, tell you'll, a sheep or a goat yeah, or whatever. I guess literally you'll know the tree by what it's producing. But in our example is he's talking about people. He's saying you'll know them by what they do. And maybe you've noticed that a lot of these governors and leaders that are putting these very serious restrictions on the rest of us are not following them. I mean, there have been a row of them. Uh, there have been probably, Greg, seven or eight uh, here in just the last week that have um, they've been out in restaurants, not wearing masks with multiple people. They've been flying on planes to islands without any kind of um, you know protection. You know, just going living life, and yet they're telling everyone else, "You've got to lock down. You can't move. You can't do anything." And they're not doing it now. Why do I bring that up? Simply to say this: going back to Jesus' words, he said, "You'll know them by their fruit." So, what does the fruit tell us? They don't believe this is really that serious. Now, I find that interesting. The fruit tells us that the ones that are doing this don't see it as serious as they're saying, or else they wouldn't just be so nonchalant about it. So you can say whatever you want, but how you live is what's going to be the reality. Now, the reason I think they don't take it so serious, Greg, is because it is not as serious as they're making it out to be. I am not saying that people have not died from COVID. I'm not saying people can't die from COVID. I'm not saying it's not real and that we shouldn't take precaution. I'm saying... It's not as bad as we've been told to believe. As a matter of fact, I go back to the CDC saying that they can only vouch for 6% of the deaths, which means out of 200 and something thousand deaths, it's about 15,000 that they can say, okay, we can guarantee those really died from COVID. The rest of them, we can't really say. Now, that's that right there is very damning evidence against them uh, in, in that sense. But then we saw last week the study, and I'm not going to read it again, but the major study that came out of Copenhagen, um, in Denmark, saying that they found after a, a months-long study, and they did a study, what they call the gold standard, the highest standard you can have on a study, uh, the whole world was waiting on this to come back, and their whole uh, thought was it's going to prove that masks make a difference, that masks help us. Well, here's the shocking truth of this study. And by the way, you can look it up. It's called Major Study Finds Masks Don't Reduce COVID-19 Infection Rates. It's on the Federalist as well as many other sites. And, of course, there's other sites that refute it out there because the moment it comes out, they all attack it. But here's the bottom line of the facts of it, the science, if you want to say that. What they found is wearing a mask or not wearing a mask makes almost no difference whatsoever when it comes to COVID-19. That's just a scientific now proven fact out of the study in Denmark, um, uh, you know, the COVID-19. Do you know if that study specified masks that were N95 masks versus the masks you see most people wearing, which is cloth or yeah. some sort of polyester type of mask i don't remember them saying specifically what type of mask it okay. was i'd have to read it again but you're gonna do it break if they mention it here but here's the bottom line here's why here's the reason let me say this now it doesn't mean that a mask in a surgical room is not effective that is when you have the proper mask sealed properly that no one is touching in a in a, in a protected environment the mask is effective here's the reality we don't live in a surgical room that's a protected <laughs> environment that no one touches. No, we don't. And so what happens is, what their study found is, because we're taking our mask on and off, we're touching them, we're living life, they said the, re- the reality is a mask makes no difference. Now, let me ask you how many listening out there, have you seen this on the news? Have you heard any of the local news or the national news is saying the Copenhagen study out of Denmark just showed that masks make no difference? Why isn't that everywhere? That should be everywhere. And people saying, you know what? Look, the virus is not gone, but yay, 
We're free. We don't have to wear masks. And everybody can take them off, throw them in the trash can. But now, even as you throw your masks in the trash can, still use wisdom. Okay, masks do no good. That's now been shown scientifically by the study out of Copenhagen. However... You still need to use wisdom because you don't want to infect anybody. That should be the approach, balance and truth. And yet you, you don't hear any of that. Greg, the reason you, is... Yeah, go ahead. Well, not just because we think of on the earthly level, we think of political agenda. No, I'm thinking spiritual. This is You yeah. always are because you're thinking the right way. That's yeah. why we have you on Signs of the Times. <laughs> because this is a spiritual battle. Yeah. This is something that Satan is doing. It is the spirit of the Antichrist. And he's taking, even though we have the facts... Here, that say different than the way our society is living, and even though we see the fruit of the leaders that are putting the lockdown on everybody, not following it, showing they don't really believe it, because they know what these studies say, um, they're not telling the general public, because again... It doesn't a, fit their agenda. It doesn't fit the agenda, and it doesn't fit the larger agenda of control of mankind, which the Antichrist will have very soon. Yeah that Satan is doing over the world, and again, where he's going to control the entire world by a mark and other things. Yeah. Well, and you know, and I think it's it's fair to say at this point, too, when we're talking about controlling, and we're talking about people that are looking at this politically, Yeah. we have to look at it prophetically, because the Bible doesn't say the Democrats will do blah, 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 or right. the Republicans will do blah, blah, blah. No, because prophecy is global, and it speaks about the global leader and the God, small g, of this earth, right. the prince of the power of the air, and right. that is Satan. Right. So all of this is basically under his orchestration, because John five nineteen says that those that are not in Christ Jesus are under the sway or the influence of the enemy. Right. And so there you go. You right. can put a label on whomever you want to put a label on, but the bottom line is is that if you're not in Christ, then you're open to that influence right. of Satan. The whole world is under the sway of the evil one. Or being blinded, by the way, too. Maybe they don't even see the article. Yeah. Or maybe when they read it, they don't maybe they maybe they read the article and maybe some of them go, well, I don't believe that because I believe this and they're agenda based. Or you got people that are just so blind yeah. that they read it and they don't put two and two together to yeah. see what it's about. Well, and a lot of it too, Greg, what happens is the moment these come out, they're attacked viciously sure. by the other side saying it's wrong yeah. for all these reasons. So then they kind of disqualify it. But the yeah. facts and the science still remain. Still remain. Masks make basically no difference whatsoever in the general population, which means we're all wasting our time walking around wearing masks. It's just a scientific fact proven here by this quality study a large-scale gold standard study Danish study out of Copenhagen now with that said also this John Hopkins that you mentioned Greg and I've got several things I want this may take the whole first half probably will that's we'll fine see. we'll see yeah you're you're fine but this listen out of John Hopkins here's another one and of course Greg the moment this scientific study came out Everybody attacked it as well, which you'll find attack articles out there on it if you look this up. But in addition to that, you're not hearing this in the main news or the media. John Hopkins is one of the top medical research institutions in the world. Okay? And this, They're on par with, like, the Mayo Clinic. Yes, kind of exactly. And yeah. basically what this article says is, is what they found out. This is here's, the, here's basically the headline of the article, and I will read some of it. And that is, the death rate for 2020 has not changed any from the death rate of 2019. Now, let that soak in for a minute. What John, and this is from last, this is November 27th. This is a, a recent article, okay? A little over a week ago. What they're saying in this article is, we have the same number of deaths up to this point in 2020 in America that we had in 2019 in America up to this point. So what about this over 200 and some thousand extra deaths that are supposedly attributed to COVID? I don't know the answer for you other, other than what they're going to suggest here from John Hopkins. And I want to read it to you. Listen to what it says. It says that they found out that COVID-19 has had no effect on the percentage of deaths in America uh, or even get this or even the percentage of deaths in older people. And that's who they're saying is the biggest target. Again, you can look this article up online. I encourage you to do it. It's the newsletter for John Hopkins. Um, but listen to what it says. This, d these data analysis suggest, and I quote, that in contrast to most people's assumptions, the number of deaths by COVID-19 is not alarming. In fact, it has relatively no effect on deaths in the United States. <laughs> it goes on. Because uh, I want to read a little bit more of this. Uh, just some things I'd underline. Yeah. Um, I want to read all of it, but I'm not going to. But listen to what it says well, you here. you got time. Yeah. It's your me, show. Listen, listen to this. Okay. 
Analysis of deaths per cause in 2018 revealed that a pattern of seasonal increase in the total number of deaths is a result of the rise of deaths by all causes, with the top three being heart disease, respiratory disease, influenza, and pneumonia. This is true every year, they said. Every year in the U.S., when we observe the seasonal ups and downs, we have an increase of deaths due to all causes. When Brian, the author, looked at the 2020 data during the seasonal period, COVID-19-related deaths exceeded deaths from heart disease. This was highly unusual since heart disease has always prevailed as the leading cause of death. However, when taking a closer look at the death numbers, she noted that something strange had happened. She compared the number of deaths, uh, number of deaths per cause during that period, and she noticed that instead of the expected drastic increase across, across all causes, because more were dying, there was a significant decrease in death due to heart disease. In other words, other numbers started going down. Then she starts saying, wait a minute, why are other numbers going down when COVID's going up? Then she said, I quote, the trend is completely contrary to the pattern observed in all previous years. Interestingly, as depicted in the table below, according to Brian, that COVID-19 death toll is misleading, she says. She believes that deaths due to heart disease, respiratory disease, and influenza and pneumonia may instead be categorized as have been instead categorized as COVID-19. Let me, let me just hang on. I'm almost done. Listen to this, and we'll discuss it. And it says, um, uh, this is likely the main explanation as to why COVID-19 deaths drastically increased while deaths by all other diseases significantly decreased. In, in other words, the ballot box of death certificates has been stuffed with votes for COVID-19. Yes, the bottom line is you're right. The bottom line is what she's saying is it looks like they've attributed a lot of things to COVID-19 that really weren't COVID-19. And they've and that's why you're seeing lower numbers of heart deaths, lower numbers of this death, because they scooted them over into the COVID-19 category. Now, some of you are saying, but wait a minute. I've heard about the, the pastor that died of COVID-19 this week or whatever, and there was one. I've heard about this person. It, the article's not saying that some people haven't died due to COVID-19, okay? Yeah. What the article's saying is it's a way smaller number than what we're being told because numbers are being shifted around from other causes. And the death rate, bottom line at the last of the article, the death rate overall has not changed any yeah. in this year or last year's death rate, which means something weird's going on. Well, there's another component to this that when you talk about control, um, you also have to factor in money. Right. And, no, absolutely. And, and here, and here yeah. in the U.S., <laughs> hospitals are reimbursed by the federal government at a higher rate if the death is attributed to COVID-19. Every hospital is. Every hospital. Yep. And I don't remember what the amount is, Pastor Mark. I, it's either ten or 20000 It's a good chunk of change. It, yes, it is. Okay. And that's further corroborated with people that we know in the mortuary services business yeah. that have seen these bodies come in and of course they come with the death certificate yeah. and one in particular stuck out to me and stuck out to this person that said you know this person died in a motorcycle accident yeah. it just so happened that this individual did test that they had COVID-19 right. but COVID-19 isn't what killed him it's not attributable in any way shape or form right. to the death it was a motorcycle accident That's right. but yet it's classified as covid-19 yeah. for the money so you can follow the money in a lot of these scenarios yeah. so so you've got money at play that makes it look like there's these other motives, you know, they're more sinister as you think. No, that's just greed. Yeah. But they all work together to achieve the prophetic goal. That's exactly right. Yeah. And and I, again, just today spoke with someone, Greg, who has a doctor friend here locally that works in the hospitals and said the reason that the hospitals, well, there's two reasons the numbers are going up. They keep saying the numbers are going up in the hospitals. Well, there's two reasons. One is everybody's so fearful that no matter what they get, be it COVID or anything, they're going to the hospital. And then if the hospital gets to hire money to classify it as COVID, again, the bottom line is they're going to watch them. They're going to make sure and more people are going because they're afraid. That's one reason. But you're not seeing the death rate necessarily go up. The second thing is, he said, what happened was when COVID hit its heyday, they quit doing all elective surgeries, which means the hospitals began to empty out and people were actually and losing money. so they needed the money. money. Yes, absolutely. He said, well, now they've opened the door back up to some degree <laughs> to elective surgery. He said, now people are coming back to the hospitals for it. So it is a true statement. 
the hospital numbers are going up. Here's what's being misleading. They're not all COVID. <laughs> exactly. So so you're, it's, it's a misleading oh stat my. here. Now, one other thing I want to mention that I want to show how, again, um, the Antichrist is going to use this because this is going to be used again to monitor the world. It's already working toward that, which will lead toward the mark of the beast. But before I do that, Greg, you gave me an article here from the Knoxville Focus that's very intriguing to me and what they've done because it really is the number to be looking at. You know, the whole time most of us look at, and I've been looking at, how many people had COVID and how many with COVID died. And that's a, le- that's a legitimate statistic to look at. However, uh, some of the legitimacy of it is now in question when they're saying that many of those that are classified uh, as the problem being COVID, it may be some, they may have it, but it's really something else that's causing the real issues because it's an underlying issue. Right. Either way, yeah. they approached it this way. And this is from, uh, again, the Knoxville Focus um, and again, this is, uh, again, I'm looking for a date here, well, November 27th. No, and, and just so we can put it into context for our listeners that are in other states and other countries, this is just in the count, this is just for the county right. that we live in, right. not and, even for the state of Tennessee, just a county snapshot. And this is interesting. This came out the same day as the John Hopkins saying there's been no change in death rate. Oh, okay? there you go. So here's the way they did it. Rather than looking at COVID cases and how many died with COVID, because there's a lot of questions swirling about what you can really attribute to COVID and not attribute to COVID with the new facts and science that's coming out. What they did was they took the total population of Knox County, um, I guess this past year, and it was uh, 470,313. It says for 2019, that would be for 2019, I guess, up till the current date. But yeah, Yeah, getting an idea. And so the COVID deaths over this last year, leading up to where the new stats would be coming out, from those that have died of COVID, out of the total number of that we have in our county, here's the number that have died of COVID, 0.0003%. That's three zeros in Before front of the final the, yes. number. That's four total numbers back. Now, I'm not good with math, but that is infinitesimally small. Again, I want to make this clear. I'm not saying that this doesn't mean things aren't real. I'm not a, I'm not a COVID denier. I'm just saying... It's like fear is driving this. Yes. Fear is driving this, and I believe that Satan is using this, Greg, to advance the spirit of the Antichrist. Now, you say, what would be Satan's advantage? Why would it be advantageous for him to do? Remember, his desire is to have the whole world worship him, and in order to do that, he's got to have the whole world under his submission. And when you have especially a bunch of Americans who don't want to submit to anybody, we're land of the free, right? Home of the brave, land of the free. And so you've got to do something that forces... Americans to yield and lay down their freedoms. And this is working pretty effectively and really more effectively in other places around the country than here in um, uh, Tennessee. Live, yeah. yeah. But this again, we'll get to more articles next uh, next time. But this one we don't have in our stack. So I just had it with me, but I want to hit it because um, it is interesting what they're already talking about. We talked last week about the airlines now talking about making people get the, ni- the COVID-19 shot in order to be able to fly. Uh, they're even talking about a color code system. Which is interesting because, again, uh, uh, China, which we'll get that article, they're going to use a yeah. color code system. It's happening here already. But listen to this. Digital passports will confirm your vaccination status. <laughs> okay? International uh. travel will soon look far different than it once did. Now that multiple vaccines for COVID-19 have been rushed through the development process, it is just a matter of time before they start being widely distributed. In fact... We're being told that the rollout for COVID-19 vaccines here in the United States will likely begin sometime in the middle of December. There will be millions again quite eager to take it, others that won't want to. However, listen to this. The International Air Transport Association said Monday in its final, it is in its final developmental stage of the mobile digital passport app that would tell airlines if international travelers had been vaccinated against COVID-19. The app would help, and I quote, get people traveling again safely, IATA's Nick Kareen said in a statement, by giving governments confidence that systematic COVID-19 testing can work as a replacement for quarantine requirements. In other words, it'll be a digital passport. You won't have to get your new one yet. When you get it, it'll probably be on it, some type of mark on the passport. But the passport will tell you digitally whether you've had the vaccine or not, 
And Greg, what's interesting about that is they're going to somehow have to be able to track that. They're going to have to be able to, to prove it. And and this is interesting because... Can you tell our listeners, did you tell them where they could look that article up? Yeah, this article, you can look this up. This is actually, um, it's I, I have it from Prophecy News Watch. I'd rather not send them there, but Greg, this is everywhere. But no, it should have it should have a main link underneath that where they sourced it from. Okay. Where uh, Prophecy News Watch sourced it from. Michael Snyder of, of the American Dream. I think there's but this, this article, I grabbed it from there, but there's multiple. I would just do this. Just Google digital passports, okay. and you'll find multiple you'll find, opportunities. Well, I'm sorry I don't yeah, have one for I should fine. have thought of that's that. Fine. I apologize. But here's the thing, Greg. The bottom line is is it's a digital – okay, here's what – when the vaccines come, I want to make a blanket statement so people don't freak out and know what I'm saying. The shots and the vaccine will not have a chip in them. Let that sink in. They will not have a chip in them. Prophetically, they're not the mark of the beast, yes, right? These are not okay. the mark of the beast. Now, with that said, yes. all right, they are going to have, they, they're giving every state, Greg, the manufacturers are giving every state the option to put a, a digital um, a chip on the syringe. <laughs> now, you don't have to, but here, here's why. Listen why. They'll have here's a, the catch. There'll be a digital marking under the label yes. of every syringe so the government knows how many shots have been distributed. However, if the states want the chip on there, they can ask for the chip, and they can use that chip. For example, Greg Hilt, hey, 592 got a shot today, and then you're logged. You got your, your 592, mm-hmm. and you got your shot. Then when you get your digital app, you'll put in, I'm 592. It'll show on the National Registry. When you scan with Delta Airlines or whoever, get in on your flight, Greg Hilt, vaccine 592. You didn't take a mark. You don't have a chip, but you're tracked. But, boy, are you conditioned you're for You're tracked it. by a number. Do you see what's happening yes. here? Now, this is really cool, because I'm going to share all this with the church on Sunday, but I want our listeners, especially those who don't go to Calvary, to hear this. The last article that we don't have again, but this is from Arutz Shiva, International, um, IsraelInternationalNews.com. Okay. IsraelInternationalNews.com, Arutz Shiva. It's a main news source, reputable news source We in have their Israel. articles on the show yes. from time to Listen time. Listen to what yes. they said here. They're, they're worried some people won't take the vaccine. Some of you right now are going, you're right, I'm not taking the vaccine, right? <laughs> but listen what's going to happen. Okay. This is what he says. Although Health Ministry uh, Director uh, Hezi Levy, I love that name again, yesterday insisted to reporters that we won't force people to take a vaccine, Israeli law doesn't allow for it. Speaking before the Special Knesset Coronavirus Committee, chaired by M.K. Uh, Shasha Biton, Sheba Medical Center Chief, uh, Medical Officer and Chief Innovation Officer, Dr. Eyal Zimlikman, listed measures that are being planned to maneuver the population, notice this, to maneuver the population into vaccinating as a way of regaining freedom of movement. They're saying, we're going to give you freedom by putting you under control. Interesting. Here's the main point. <laughs> the issue of how to motivate vaccine compliance. In other words, we can't make you take it, but we're going to make the motivation so big, we're yeah. going to offer that you can't refuse. Okay? An offer you can't refuse. Uh, motivate vaccine compliance has generated increased interest with commentators such as Mike uh, Cernovich writing this. And I quote, here's the, this is the quote of the day. Government won't force you to take a vaccine. Amazon will. Airlines will. Banks will. You won't be able to buy, sell, or trade without one. And he has no idea what he just said. He just spoke the very words that the Antichrist and the world's going to say when it comes to the mark of the beast. That does not mean that the vaccine is the mark of the beast. What I'm saying is... Here's what they're going to do. You don't have to take the mark here in America, just only if you want to go out and eat. If you want to go to McDonald's or you want to go to a Cheesecake Factory, and I don't want to mention by name, they hadn't said that. If you want to go to a restaurant, then you have to take the vaccine, but you don't have to take it. Oh, and by the way, you don't have to take the vaccine, but if you want to go to Disney, you'll have to take the vaccine. Oh, and by the way, you don't have to take the vaccine, but if you want to fly on the airlines, you'll have to take the vaccine. Oh, by the way, you don't have to take the vaccine, but if you want to shop at Kroger, guys, it's coming. We're all going to be forced, or we're going to have to take a stand. Get ready. No. But now, let me encourage our listeners. Yep. I don't want to freak them out. I believe we'll be taken out of here before that happens by the Antichrist, because that's clear in Scripture. So we won't be here. But yeah, it's we, happening. Yeah. The headwinds are here. I, I don't know that we can be, well, I don't know, forced to take the vaccine versus forced to take the mark. Yeah, two different things. Be two different things. Yes, yes, but yes, here's yes, what, yes. But here's yes. what's interesting. Okay, so the gold standard study from Denmark comes out that says masks do absolutely no good. That's right. Okay. Everyone is denying it. Yep. Until 
this vaccine is available and these measures come into place and they're going to now then use the study is my prediction to say this is why we have to take the vaccine because the masks don't do any good there you go you maybe they may turn it around they're going to turn it around it's but, all but here's it, the bottom it's line convenient to be used. the science is the masks are doing no good But God's word is doing wonderful things, and we hope he is speaking to you prophetically as well in your hearts as he's showing us that we are living in the latter days. We've got lots of articles to get to as Signs of the Times continues, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this short break. WIAMLP 101.1 FM, Knoxville. It's Crazy Money Day. Hey, I'm Chuck Bentley. This is My Money Life from Crown. Years ago, I took my family to the Crater of Diamonds State Park in Arkansas. It's the only active diamond mine in the United States. One or two diamonds are usually found each day. We spent half a day digging and sifting for diamonds to no avail. However, this year, a bank manager found the second largest diamond ever discovered at the park. It weighed over nine carats. Back in 2015, an A-plus carat was found and creatively cut into a four-and-a-half carat. It's now valued at a million dollars. Who knows what this nine carat will be worth? I do know this. It's not worth going into debt to buy a diamond. Jim Wang, writing for Wallet Hacks, was asked how much you should borrow to buy an engagement ring. He said, if you want to be happy for the rest of your life, the answer is zero. He recommends that you don't go into debt when buying any jewelry, period. I agree. You can express your love without borrowing. I know young couples who are deeply committed to one another. They chose to buy flexible silicon rings that start at $15. My brother gave his wife a small diamond ring when they married. Decades later, he surprised her with a much larger one. Keep that in mind as you shop. Don't give in to easy payments or credit card debt. But buy what you can comfortably afford. Proverbs declares that the wisdom of God is more precious than jewels. Nothing we desire or discoveries made at Crater of Diamond State Park can ever compare to its value. If you're struggling with credit card debt, I recommend Christian Credit Counselors. They can create a debt management plan just for you. For more information, call the Crown Helpline, 800-722-1976, or visit online at crown.org slash CCC. A moment of grace with Ed Taylor. We need to match what we hear with obedience. We need to do what we hear. And if there was ever a time for us to hear this message, it's in our generation, because as believers, as followers of Christ, we hear and we hear and we hear. We hear in church, we hear in podcasts, we hear on the internet, we hear on TV, we hear on radio, we hear on CDs. I mean, we hear and hear and hear the Word of God, which puts us at great danger. Because if you hear and don't do, you're going to drift away. If you keep hearing God's Word, And don't match it with obedience. You will, and I will, drift away. You can learn more at edtaylor.org. Grow deeper in your love relationship with Jesus by visiting edtaylor.org. This has been a Moment of Grace with Ed Taylor. Signs of the Times now continues. Here again is your host. Welcome back, everyone, to the second half of our program where we look at Bible prophecy that we find in the world's news. These are the signs of the times for Friday, December 4th, 2020. This is episode 150 for those listening on Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or Stitcher. Also, if you'd like to send Pastor Mark your prophecy questions, subscribe to her podcast, listen to previous shows, or read the articles that we discuss each and every week. We post most of those in a PDF format that you can download right from our website, and that is thesigns.org. All right, Pastor Mark, let's get into articles as we head over to Israel. This is from foxnews.com, where this is interesting. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has secretly met with 
the Saudi crown prince. Yeah, this is huge. This is the first time, Greg, that a leader from Israel has ever met with the uh, the crown prince. Is this prince. the first time? This wow. is, yeah. This is a big, big, big deal. This morning, this meeting would mark, it says, the first known encounter between senior Israeli and Saudi officials. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu traveled overnight by a civilian jet to Saudi Arabia reportedly for a secret meeting with the crown prince Mohammed bin Salman, or Salman, which would mark the first known encounter between senior Israeli and Saudi officials. That is the first known. A Gulfstream uh, 4 private jet left Tel Aviv on Sunday at 7.30 p.m. local time, flew directly to the seaside resort town of Neom, according to flight radar. Now, that's kind of freaky, isn't it? Some flight radar that can monitor every flight says, yeah, we got it right here. Here's the time he flew. That's pretty weird. But anyway, they monitor everything we do. Netanyahu headed back to Israel after two hours on the ground, arriving in Tel Aviv half past midnight. Israeli chief spy and head of the Mossad, Yassi Cohen. By the way, Cohen's are priests. So here you got a priest, uh, the descendant of one of the priests, is now the spy head there in Israel. That's pretty cool. Joined for the meeting, which was also attended by U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. The kingdom approved the use of Saudi airspace. Now, Greg, this is massive. The, in, Israel, whenever they have to carry out an operation against Iraq or Iran, they have to fly around Saudi Arabia airspace, which me- makes them fly much farther. It makes detection uh, much more um, uh, likely, and it costs, it costs oftentimes more a refueling because of more flight time and gas. Now they're saying you can fly right over Saudi airspace for Israel flights to the UAE, a decision announced the day after Jared Kushner, President Trump's son-in-law and senior advisor, met with Prince Mohammed in Riyadh. Bahrain normalizing ties also suggests at least a Saudi acquiescence to the idea as the island kingdom relies on Riyadh. So, Riyadh. Again, what is the prophetic significance? Remember, we've told you before, there's going to be at least a semi-peace with Saudi Arabia and Israel when Iran attacks and Russia attacks and Turkey and all these nations attack Israel. It says that Saudi Arabia called Sheba and Dedan. Remember, the Bible uses the ancient name of the territorial land. So it says uh, Sheba and Dedan, which today is what we call Saudi Arabia, they will be saying, hey, what are you doing? Why are you going against them? Are you going to take all the spoils? What's your purpose? What are you doing? Now, it doesn't say they're going to try to stop them because they don't have the power to do that. But they are going to be voicing their opinion saying, you know what? We really don't know that we like the idea of you attacking Israel. What are you doing? And so uh, this is, um, again, lining perfectly with Scripture and getting the stage ready for the battle. You know, you've got to wonder if uh, Israel's uh, desire to make peace with uh, Saudi Arabia isn't due in part, I mean, they're neighbors, and I get that, but isn't due in part as they see maybe what's happening in this country. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, they, they need to try to find as many allies as they can. What yeah. what Israel is blind to prophetically is that the Bible says that all nations are either going to turn, though there's going to be a group that's going to turn against her and come after her, and the rest are basically going to sit on their hands. And do nothing except right. for except for offer empty words of hey what are you doing and all that kind of stuff. Stop which is, it! Quit it! Yeah, jumping up and down with a hat goes over their head. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but we can never forget. It's all about the relationship. God's got to get the glory in all of this. Turn their eyes back that's to right. Him. That's right. And so that's what that's all about. But nevertheless, it's still interesting to see this come together. That's uh, part of the prophecy barometer, so to speak. Absolutely, for sure. Absolutely. Businessman. Right, we've got several. One world government news, surprising, considering the push out there. As I know, Pastor Mark's been reading things from the World Economic Forum. And yes, oh my all, goodness. Just all sorts of places. They, these, these guys are, they're, I, I don't know how you can equate their excitedness uh, to something, but like maybe maybe like you as a kid and you're finding out for the first time that you're going to get to go to Disney World and the anticipation yeah. is, the anticipation of being able to go, it's like, I, I can hardly sleep. You're I'm so exactly, excited. Anyway. You're so right, exactly. Um, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just going to get to the first article because I know we'll plow through yes, all of these. Yes. Uh, but uh, this is um, from um, Breitbart.com. Uh, this is a quote from uh, John Kerry, who is a former Secretary of State. Uh, on the Great Reset, we're at the dawn of an extremely exciting time. You know, it is interesting, Greg. They're just as excited about the world going forward Isn't in the that spirit something? of Antichrist yes. as we're excited about the true Christ coming back. Isn't that something? It really is amazing and, and interesting here. They're calling this, this movement, the World Economic Forum, 
is one of the spearhead leaders of this global world union coming together. And the Great Reset is their main theme, which is interesting because what was Joe Biden's main theme? Build back better. It's the same idea. What he's saying in another way is Great Reset. Let's start this thing over. And the whole mindset is the world is not functioning properly the way it is, including America. We need to tear it down. We need to start over. And Greg, I've got a video I'm going to share probably with the body at some time over this Sunday or in the next few weeks that will just, it'll take your breath. It's about a minute and a half and it shows a video of what their goal is. And they're, listen, they're not hiding it. They are right out in the open. We want a one world government. We want nobody to have their own home. We want to control you. We want the whole world to be socialistic. <laughs> and they got all these people smiling, happy about it. And, yeah. just, and everybody's thrilled to death. Great what marketing they, video. What they don't realize is it is the agenda of Satan and it is the agenda of the Antichrist. Listen to what this article says. Global political elites like European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen, uh, probably said Leyen wrong, but Leyen, the former Secretary of State, John Kerry as well, um, viewed Democrat Joe Biden as a driver of World Economic Forum's The Great Reset mission that seeks transformation of the world's economy. Again, let everything go digital. Do away with the dollar. This is greater control that the Antichrist will have of the world, controlling the money. Hey, you control the money, you control the world. In a panel discussion by the World Economic Forum, Kerry said Biden is ready to rejoin the Paris Climate Agreement, which threatens to eliminate more than a million American jobs. you got to understand this. This Paris Accord is going to wipe out another portion of our economy. It's going to take jobs. Uh, gasoline, if, if, they, if they do all this stuff, they're saying, Greg. Gasoline will go through the roof. Well, you could, they're saying it could go as high as $10 a gallon. Wow. Now, I'm thinking about this for a minute. Go, wait a minute. I ride a motorcycle a lot, uh, and even at that, it takes six gallons. It would take me $60 to fill up my motorcycle. Now, if it takes $60 to fill my motorcycle up, what is your car going to take? What is that big SUV with that giant gas tank? It's going to be astronomical, and it's on purpose. Here's why. They want to force all oil and gas products out of the world and only use fans and electric and all this kind of stuff. It, it will never work. It's, it's lunacy. We don't have the technology to make it work, but it's supposed it's going to save the planet. And remember, the Bible says that when people reject God, they worship what is created more than God, and they begin to worship the planet. It is underway. Now, he talks more about this here. Let me just yeah. read it. He says um, uh, it'll, it'll get rid of a, at least a million American jobs. It'll be a driver of the Great Reset, which is Biden, whereby unelected global bureaucrats Democrats are looking to alter the world's economy, economy, notice this, by abolishing money, private property, and democracy for the sake of a new world order, end quote. That's their statement. This is not me just, this is their statement. According to James Dealingpole, the notion of a reset is more important than ever before, Kerry said. I personally believe we're at the dawn of an extremely exciting time. Kerry said the U.S. rejoining the job-killing um, uh, climate agreement is not enough. I know that Joe Biden believes this, he said. It's not enough just to rejoin the Paris Climate Agreement for the United States. It's not enough for us to do just the minimum of what the agreement requires. The, the, the agreement already is over the top. He said that's not enough. He went on, and I quote, The Biden administration will focus on every sector, every sector of the American economy. There will be a 2035 goal to achieve net neutrality with respect to power and production. That means no gasoline. No oil is what they're saying there. By 2035, they have a stated goal. They're they're right up front. And here's the bottom line. If President Trump doesn't win this and and Biden becomes our president, they are going to hit this with the I mean, they're going to hit the ground running full steam. And and again, it doesn't change the timing of the rapture. That's going to happen when it happens. But you talk about this one world global thing happening, it's going to just be speeding up if indeed the president ends up not being able to turn this around. He says, we're ready to come back in and help and lead and raise the ambition in Glasgow to accelerate this incredible capacity for a transformation in the private sector, a transformation. In other words, no private homes, no gas, no private cars. Everybody does public transit uh, or whatever the case might be, or it's got to run on AA batteries or you're not going to use it. Von der Leyen said the European Commission looks forward to Biden rejoining the U.S. and Paris Climate Agreement, calling the former vice president uh, a friend in the, in the White House. Part of this new cooperation between Biden, uh, the Biden White House and the European Commission, according to von der Leyen, 
includes writing a new rule book for the digital economy and a digital society. And let me just say before I go on, Joe Biden is not the president yet. And there isn't an office of president-elect as much as they're trying to present that. But unless something major happens, Joe Biden will be the next president. But let me just say this. I want everyone to remember that God is the one that makes that decision, not the election people, not the campaigns, God. The Bible says, he who restrains, that is the Antichrist, he who restrains the Antichrist and Satan will do so until he's taken out of the way. So what that means is, if God is not done restraining at this level, now even if the president loses, God could still restrain the Antichrist at a different level. But if God is not done restraining at this level, the president is somehow going to win this. It's up to God. But if God is done restraining at this level, I think you're going to see President Biden come into office and you're going to see this thing take off just really rocking and rolling. The only thing that could possibly slow this train down is if the Trump train comes back around in four years and God allows him to win again. I think we're so close. When I look at what everybody wants to do in this world, Greg, it can't go much longer. We're all there. It's not like one country. The whole world is there. The rapture is upon us. I was going to say, if if Biden actually gets uh, certified and he gets inaugurated, uh, there might be somebody in four years after him, but it's not going to be Trump. Yeah. And yeah. Th- that, 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 that train would have definitely left the building because yeah. I don't see how we could, I mean, we're the restraining power right now. It's almost like, you know, you picture that cartoon of just, you know, the guy holding, holding that door and it's, you know, with all of his might. Yeah. If that door lets go is a result of what's happened in this election. Yeah. I, I, I just don't see how he's going to come back in, in an, in an economy and in a society and in a news media that's going to have any opportunity. I think the damage will be so far done. There's no, there's no nationalizing again. There's no, no turning back, no turning. There's no turning yeah. back. Yeah, there really isn't. This, you, I mean, this is your time to pray for, you know, either, you know, another four years or the the rapid rotting of the country ham, so to speak, and suck the salt out because I don't, I don't, I don't personally, I mean, only God knows, but I don't see how, we, we come back at 2024 and, and get a Trump reset. It's interesting, the picture, because dark and light are so opposite. Even as we have turned to Jesus and there's no turning back, they're turning to the Antichrist and there'll be no turning back. They're just right. as enthusiastic yes. in their direction as we are in ours. Yes. Now, it's interesting here because, again, I don't think that, that you're going to see President Biden, if he's in there, be president very long. I believe Kamala Harris will be our president before this terms up. Now, I may be wrong, but I believe that's going to happen. And he even alluded to it today. It's almost like he's in cahoots with him because today he said this. He said if there's a major agreement between he and Kamala Harris, that he may step to the side. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? Now This is all part of the plan. Well, yeah. We talked about this before. He, anyway. ta- he talked about just the vice president. He said he talked about stepping aside to allow things. In, and he, c- he could have been referencing her stepping aside if there's a disagreement. But right now, what they're saying, at least in the in the media now is, is that he said he's the one that's going to step aside. Now, we'll see if there's a clarification. But either way, I think Kamala Harris is going to be our president, Greg, if this goes through very soon. Well, we'll see. But we'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. In the meantime, we've got to get to the G20 leaders here from ArabNews.com because they're seeking to help the poorest nations in the post-COVID world. The question is exactly... How are they going to help, and yeah. who's going to pay for it? Well, this is interesting, a lot of prophecy. Let me read some of it, and you'll see why. G20 leaders must work toward fair and affordable access to COVID-19 vaccines. Notice, this is the springboard for everything, these vaccines and COVID-19. Yes. This is going to lead us into everything in the last days. King Salmon, um, uh, Salmon, uh, not Salmon, that's a fish. King Salmon said during his opening remarks at the G20 summit in Riyadh on Saturday that it has to work toward the COVID-19 vaccines going to the poor. Our peoples and economies are still suffering from this shock, he said. However, uh, we will do our best to overcome the crisis through international cooperation. The pandemic, which uh, will throw the global economy into a deep recession this year before an economic rebound expected in 2021 is at the top of the agenda. But notice what they pull in, Greg, just a little bit more of the article. This is interesting to me. I see them using COVID-19. I see the spirit of Antichrist using COVID-19. I see the enemy getting the world ready. But there's this continual connection back to the worship or the importance of the environment. Climate control. And, and, and COVID-19, things to 
control the mind and emotions, that's climate control, and things to control the people's actual movements and actions, that is COVID-19 and eventually the mark of the beast, as this leads to that, the two are married and this blew me away. Why in the world is King Solomon talking about the environment? He, he lives around. He lives in sand. Anyway, King Solomon added that G20 countries must lead the international community in conserving and protecting the environment. They live in a desert. What if they're concerned? They're not concerned about the environment. He says combating land degradation and preserving coral reefs. Well, you have to at least go to the ocean because there's nothing over there in Saudi Arabia in the land you want to preserve. And how bizarre for the Saudi king to care about environmentalism. He goes on, economies and borders must be reopened to facilitate the movement of trade and people, the king said. So you're seeing, again, the larger agenda is to get the whole world under the control of one world leader out of Europe because Satan wants the whole world bowing down to him. The Bible says he'll put his man, the Antichrist, in place. At the three and a half year point, it appears he will possess that man and he will demand the world worship him. That is the ultimate goal. The way that we're getting to that ultimate goal, the highway to that goal is COVID-19 related mindset, which will lead to the mark that everyone has to be controlled because the world's in such dire straits and environmentalism, which also pulls the world together on the emotional side. So it's ingenious. But again, the Bible talks about in the last days that there'll be a great deception. It says the righteous will know what's happening, the wicked will not, and God will send strong delusion that they believe the lie. And Greg, I believe the lie is this whole ball of wax, and the world's going to follow it like they are right now, hook, line, and sinker. The only ones that aren't are those that have had their eyes open spiritually. That's you and I and every believer out there. Wow, you talk about a strong delusion. Uh, we're seeing it being played out. Absolutely. Not? Yes, God, we are. God's word is true. Absolutely. Okay, um, from CBN News, um, China is trying to use COVID fears to launch global tracking system for humans through a barcode or what we would call a QR code. Isn't that amazing? If you're familiar with that or not, but let's talk about yes, that. Yes, they're trying to launch the, by COVID fears, launch a global, a global tracking system for humans. Now, let me just say, this will happen. Whether it will be spearheaded by China or someone else, it will happen. It's prophetically and it, destined. And it ultimately will be the Antichrist yes. who will make, Romans thir- uh, Revelation 13, Green. he'll make everyone small and great take a mark on their hand or their forehead and so i want to get to that but let's read some of the article chinese communist leader xi jinping is calling for countries across the world to accept the global covid 19 tracking system that uses qr codes in an attempt to expedite international travel see how they're using this force everybody you know you you don't take it but you you can't fly xi proposed the concept during a virtual G20 leaders meeting on Saturday, noting that this global mechanism uses an electronic barcode that would help determine a traveler's health status, according to China's government. Um, China has proposed a global mechanism on the mutual recognition of health certificates based on the nucleic acid results in the form of internationally accepted QR codes. We hope more countries will join the mechanism, he said. We need to further harmonize policies and standards and establish fast tracks to facilitate the orderly flow of personnel, he added. The system provides users with a color code based on their risk of exposure to the coronavirus and QR codes or barcodes that can be read on mobile devices. Right now, States around America are using color-coded systems on the COVID. It's happening here in America. A green code indicates that someone is safe to travel, while an orange or red code signifies the need to quarantine for up to two weeks. And again, we're already using these codes. Now, conditioning. We talked about conditioning. This is, Greg, is all being used for the ultimate conditioning of the mark on the hand or the forehead. Note this. When you walk into some place right now and you want to go in there, what do they hold up? What do they do to your forehead? They hold up a little scanner to your forehead. Beep. Well, especially a doctor's office. Well, but they're doing it now. I can't go. You're going to stores. They're doing it in stores. Have they not done that to you in stores? Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to stores now. And they're, they, they make you do this. A lot of them make me stop. And I have to do this little thing where they do it on my head before oh, yeah. I go in. No. They're checking my temperature. Interesting. Now. We clearly don't shop at the same place. They're conditioning. <laughs> they're conditioning everyone yes. for having something scanned on their forehead. Isn't that interesting? I spoke with one of our students here that, um, that goes to Calvary Chapel in one of the public schools here in town, 
And every day when they walk in, before they allow them in the school, they have to hold up their hand and put their wrist and put it up against this thing and hold it there. And it reads their temperature before they can go in the building to go to school. So we have the next generation having their hands scanned. <laughs> we have our generation, the older generation, having their heads scanned. At least the places that I'm going, they're scanning my head. Uh, the bottom line is... It's happening, and you're going to see more and more of that. It is conditioning. And why the forehead and the hand? I'm telling you why. Because that's where Satan knows the mark is going to be. He wants everyone to feel comfortable with those areas. Don't freak out if somebody holds something up to your forehead. Don't freak out if somebody does something to your hand. And it's coming, and he's making us comfortable to be ready for the mark. Oh, my, my, Yes, isn't that something? All right. How about some giant rats? Yes. Foxnews.com reporting that giant rats have overtaken New York City's Central Park in the Upper West Side of Manhattan. Yes. Do tell why, Pastor Well, they Mark. appear to be great cooks. Uh, okay. Uh, ratatouille. Ratatouille. I think yeah, That's I think what I was thinking, Yeah, too. anyway. The rat school is in session. As fed up New Yorkers try to learn how to deal with a surging rodent propu- population. Rats as big as bunnies. That's a big rat. Are roaming the streets in broad daylight. Nesting in trees. That's terrifying. And chewing through car engine wires that can cost thousands to fix. And there are so many that residents are um, uh, vetching about them every chance they get. Don't know what that means. But 311 hotline complaints about rats have totaled 12,600 far this year, a third more than last year of 9,000. With the Upper West Side teeming with the hungry critters, Gail Duboff, president of the West 83rd Street Block Association, has a Ph.D. in Rat Academy. <laughs> That's your Ph.D. From sitting in on a couple of sessions, again, you could probably get some of that from Congress. From sitting in a couple, I shouldn't have said that, I apologize. From sitting in on a couple of sessions, including Tuesday's Rats Are Devious a meeting, she pronounced with authority that they're smart. Central Park is overrun with huge, uh, huge fat rats, Sloan said. I saw a man on a bench in the Rambles swatting them unsuccessfully with a rake. Levine ticks off four reasons why she thinks rats have invaded the UWS. Outdoor dining, she said. More homeless New Yorkers. Shoddy street cleaning. And the biggest trash not being picked up often enough. Both from the cans on sidewalk corners and stacks of bags hauled to the curb of the buildings. Again, what's the bottom line? The Bible says in the last days there will be an increase in pestilence. We're, look, we're dealing with COVID-19 right now. Greg, this may lead to further diseases. Keep your eye on it because rats transfer diseases, and this may be an avenue that it takes place. Okay, Pastor Mark, our final article of the day as we run out of time comes from ChristianPost.com where it tells us, thanks to Barner Research, that more practicing Christians are disengaging from church thanks to the pandemic. Yeah, and this isn't really good news, but you know what? No, we need not. the sober well, news. This is, did I press good news? No, this no, is church I'm, news. No, I'm just saying we usually end yes. with good news. Yeah, I, we're not you, today. you did the right thing. Yeah. I'm saying I'm <laughs> saying we usually end with good news, and I want to encourage you guys, it is good news if this article wakes you up. Don't let the enemy put you to sleep because of COVID-19. Listen to this. The pandemic, he says, has accelerated the decline in church attendance, even among regular churchgoers. Around 1 in 5, 22%, and 19 practicing Christians say they never attended a service during the pandemic either in person or online. Before the pandemic, all practicing Christians and most church adults had reported attending at least once within the last six months. Overall, in the data, we're seeing that there's a decline in church engagement during the COVID-19 pandemic. And again, I understand that. Some of the attendance drop might be from older people who feel less comfortable with online activities, not engaging church, um, uh, but the majority comes from something else, Kimberlin believes. The drop in church attendance from COVID-19 follows a pattern of decreased church attendance that began in 2008. She's saying, look, we were already on the way down, our studies showed. Yeah. COVID just pushed it, just over, the pushed edge. it over the edge. And what's yeah. interesting, Greg, wow. COVID is pushing a lot of things over the edge. We've seen people that were on the edge of suicide. They're doing it. Yeah. We're seeing people now getting more into alcoholism, drugs. It's because it pushes you across the line of desperation. Yeah. They're numbing out. Right. Yeah. When we're looking at general church engagement, it says there's been a slow decline over the last 10 years. Right around 2008, 2009, and 2010, a downward trend. Something shifted in our nation. That's sad. The trend has been downward ever since. The pandemic simply increased it. It's almost as if the disruption multiplied overnight. Five years of disruption has happened over the course of five months. The survey found that without the experience of standing with other believers, this is important, without standing Mm. with other believers, many Christians don't participate in the physical actions of worship. When practicing Christians watch at home, only 40% sing, 64% pray when the others pray, 42% watch alongside their family and the others don't. 
For Christians who aren't committed, the numbers are even lower. Here's the bottom line. If you're an uncommitted Christian and you're on the edge, COVID has done you in. If you've been standing firm, you've made it. Good for you, Christian. But let me say this. Don't give in. And number two, if you're one of those that go, hey, you're talking to me, Pastor Mark. I'm one of those that gave in. Get back to Jesus. Get back in the word, back in prayer. If you don't feel safe coming to church, start seeking God with all your heart. And I want to say this. You need to get back in fellowship as soon as you can. The Bible says that we're not to forsake the assembling together, especially as we see the day approach. So wake up, believers. If you don't know Jesus, it's simply confessing your sins, turning to the cross and receiving him today. I hope you do that. And we encourage you, too, to share this show with your friends and family and those that need to be evangelized because prophecy is the indicator that where we're at is in the latter days. And time is short. Only the Lord knows when. And uh, we will be back next Friday with more articles of interest as we present Signs of the Times to you each and every Friday right here on WIAM. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you back here next Friday. Jesus, in the song of a child, the gratitude of a stranger, the love of your family. Welcome to an improved view of Christmas. WIAM 101.1 FM, The Way. Watching you tonight